NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? The fake slide in college football has now been banned. That was quick and it was the right thing to do. Um, LeVar Ball. He is back relevant and he could not be any more happy and he's already up to his old ways. He said his son, who plays for the Charlotte Hornets, owned by Michael Jordan, doesn't need any advice from Michael Jordan. He hasn't won championships anytime recently anyway. And I'm like, that's pretty, that's pretty LeVar Ball-like. Kanye and Drake put on a concert last night. Um, my kids were at it while, while I was working, paying for it. Um, Nick Saban gets a brand new fat daddy contract. Why did he need a new contract? Juicy Smollier gets found guilty on five counts. Is he being canceled or is he receiving consequences? Uh, Demarius Thomas passes away. And what are the fake conspiracy theories or the conspiracy theories in general that you actually believe are true? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society and pop culture meet the truth. 
absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. All right, Ralph, we will start at the beginning because they did a good thing today in college football. And it's funny because the NCAA is usually extremely slow to react to things. But today they got it right. The fake slide that Kenny Pickett did that was celebrated by some people. I was like immediately I was like, this is trash. I, I, I couldn't hate it anymore. And now they have outlawed it and banned it, Ralph. I love it. Yeah. 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 That was, that was, there was some quickness on that one. And I think the, the only time you really see anybody move that quick is to protect quarterbacks. And I think that there was a lot of whining on the defensive side of, you know, of like, Hey, you're going to penalize us for this, but they, they did not do it for fairness to the defense. Because we see we, people have been complaining about targeting forever. People have been complaining about, you know, pass interference being too sensitive to the offensive side of the ball forever. It was the idea that Kenny Pickett could get the next mobile quarterback put in traction. Yes. That got it, that got and the, he would I, deserve I would it. tell you, yeah, yes. I still thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. What? Hold on, I'll, I'll play it, it for you cool. guys. Here, here was. You'd love to see that from the quarterback. That was Mark Whipple on the sidelines, the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Pickett, a very good runner. Don't sleep on those legs. Oh, he faked the slide. Sauce time. Pickett, did that work? Touchdown, Pitt. Yawn, yawn. Dude, yawn. That wasn't dope. That 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 Why should not? be that should have been a fifteen yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty where he did it. That's dude. Oh, oh, you're gonna fake a slide, dude. Your 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 uh your uh quarterback complexion is your protection there, dude. You you knew that the people were not going to hit you because you went to go slide. It was a big game. They were playing against Wake Forest in the ACC championship. The players were just trying to be smart. And 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 he just circumvented the spirit of the rules to protect him. Be like, ha ha, dude! It, it's so whack. It, it's pa- Patrick Mahomes. He did that a couple uh, like two years ago in the playoffs, where he faked like he was going out of bounds, like a quarterback, and then was like, but at least it wasn't a slide. He faked like he was going out of bounds, which any player could uh, do. And then he kept kept on running. I didn't mind that one as much, but. This was this felt gross from the beginning. Okay, so Pac-12 championship, first drive, Anthony Brown does it. Are you mad? Yes. Yes. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You don't believe me? Are you kidding me? No. So why I, I have no stake in this game. I have no stake in um Do you respect the athleticism that it takes to be full speed running? and go into a slide and pull out of it because that, that like uh, the front view of it, the front view of it really made it look like, I mean, he sold it. He did. Uh, you got to give him credit for actually kind of going into it. And then, and then he, oh, really okay. I will give much, him high marks for execution, but it was lame. Okay. But if you really hate it that much, are you at least grateful that the loophole gets closed because he pulled it off? Yes. Yes. Because 
imagine if that were the play to win the national championship. Do you know how gross that would be? (laughs) I would. Like, imagine if the national championship or the Super Bowl even, the Super Bowl were decided on that play. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it. sure. I guess... It happened to Wake Forest, so you know you're not the complaining's not going to be that loud. That's a pretty small school, but like, and if that happened to Miami or that happened to like Oklahoma, it would be a lot. It would be a, the fallout would be pretty huge. Um, it's just funny to me. It just clicked in my head that you're giving Kenny Pickett the James Harden treatment. You want football to be played a specific way. You don't want anybody to be able to exploit certain rules. To be able to. So am I consistent now? So, so, so am I consistent? Because how do I feel about James Harden's uh, rule, uh, bending of the rules versus the way the NBA is played now this season? You hate it. You would rather see James Harden be a 12 point, 16 assist a night guy than a 35 point on 40% shooting, eight assist guy. I would rather see no, no. I would rather see James Harden score thirty five points a night, but not sixteen of them at the free throw line. Like that's that that's not good NBA basketball. That's not good (laughs) basketball. Ha ha! I drew a foul. Let's shoot free throws, bro. Nobody wants to see that. So can I ask you an honest question? Because I saw you, I saw you having a, a Twitter conversation, and you somebody asked you if you have that same energy about fake spikes, and you said no. So what's What's the difference for you of somebody pulling off a fake a fake spike versus a fake slide? There there is no protect there is no actual protection for any player on a spike. Like like a spike is like a a a, a fake spike is like a boxing match when you come out and you go to go touch gloves and somebody punches you in the face. You should have been ready. The fight started. But 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 if there was if somebody punched you in the face when you're when you're getting ready to tap gloves, well, what? Sorry, if somebody punched you in the face in the pre-fight, when when you guys are when the referee's giving you the final instructions and he's like touch gloves, but instead of touching gloves, he punched you in the face. That would that would be wrong. That's a violation of rules because you have protection in that moment. But if they do it when the, when the, when the fight first starts. You should have been ready. That's a fake spike. There's a big difference. So we're getting, so you're talking about Victor Ortiz and uh, Floyd. Yep. One man trying to give a hug while it's live and uh, is the protection of it all the time. Okay, so what about this? What about this? If the, if the NFL or NCAA came in and said, hey, you punters, punters that are trying to sell a contact that doesn't happen, if you go down when you didn't get hit, that's five yards on you, tacked onto the end of the – Reception? Would you be not as add, like that? No, that's just adding rules just to be adding rules. Like, like trying to. I mean, I mean, that's like somebody falling on. Like, I don't mind where people try to draw personal foul penalties where they're like, "Oh, I died!" Like you touched me. That doesn't bother me. The embellishment, it doesn't bother. Oh, okay, so unless it was working, unless the refs couldn't do their job. Correct. Correct. If if it. What impe- is that? So what's the. Is it is a is a fake slide because I don't expect it to happen anymore. It wasn't like a common thing. What is the what's the penalty? Dead ball. Yeah. Dead ball yes. At the yes. Point? Yep. Dead ball at the flag point. Flag you or anything? Do they? No. No, they're not flagging. Okay, them. that's good. That's good. Then I don't have yeah. Because for a second I was like, oh, they're gonna throw a flag for someone trying to 
No, no, no. All they all they did is say either slide or don't slide. And and, and yeah, if you go I to fake can, slide, the play's over. The first when I first saw the play, I genuinely thought he changed his mind. There's Seriously? No, dude. Well, he, I've never seen. He, that was premeditated. Like he's been thinking about that for weeks. He's he's like, when I get the opportunity, I'm pulling this out. Well, when I saw when I saw the way he reacted to the rule change, I was like, oh, you're malicious. Yes. Because he was like, yo, I changed the game. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. He did it on purpose. Um, now, you know who else is doing stuff on purpose? Ralph's boy, LeVar Ball. He is back in the news, man. He's he's he Can must be out you? there hanging out in Charlotte with with Lamelo now because Lonzo won't talk to him. So uh, and now he's got two sons in the NBA. One of them is going to absolutely be an All Star this year. The other one may be an All Star. And, and Lonzo, he's winning right now. He was right, and now he and people did not want to hear from this dude. After Lonzo got traded to Siberia and then kind of cut him off too on some level, like in terms of him being publicly visible, he was like, no, dad, you got to chill out. And now he's back to spiking the football. This dude had the audacity, the nerve, the unmitigated gall to sit up and say, listen, we don't need any advice from Michael Jordan. When was the last time he won a championship? The last time he played, <laughs> the last time he played for the Bulls, fool. Like, like the the idea. See, I think that this is asinine, and Levar Ball is just so happy that people are listening to what he has to say that he's just going to say anything again. Okay, all right. So I didn't know. I thought I thought you I thought you've been Team Levar this whole time. You kind of bristle. You kind of bristle at the people who are like aggressively anti Lavar Ball. Yes, I do. Uh, why? Because b- because they act like this dude's a nuisance father, like that 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 he is that he is some kind of way doing wrong by his children. I believe that his intentions have been good the entire time. I don't think that he's perfect. I don't think that Richard Williams was what was perfect, but neither are they Joe Jackson. Like they're not Joe Jackson. Like, are they probably were, was he probably too far involved? Yes, but he wasn't wrong. I mean, look at the whole personal brand, big baller brand, all of that. That's NIL. He was just the first to do it. And, Pretty much the first people who do it don't cash in on it. It's the second, third, fourth, fifth that really gets a chance to fine tune it and get it right. He was an early adopter and a disruptor, and he was right. But at the same time, I can still say, like, bro, you talking about your son don't need no advice from Michael Jordan, one of the greatest winners of all time, learning how to take care of your body, how to manage an NBA season, all of this stuff, that's idiocy. Like the the Bible everywhere talks about having mentors. People who are successful in business and, and every industry talk about the mentors that they've had. And those things are important. And to say that your son don't need no mentors, all right, man, tell tell me, make it make, it make sense, LeVar. I think I just, I, at this point, I feel like you're creating drama 
for your kids that they didn't ask you to create. Um, I feel like he's, we're reaching the point of him kind of getting in the way um, because he got, you got, you got him to the party. You don't need to walk in the party with them, introduce them to the girl, make sure they get the best drink. You don't need, you, we, you, you did your job. You did your job. Right. I, yeah. And I don't know. I just, some people's opinions about LeVar Ball make me uncomfortable because I think LeVar Ball has as much right to a bad opinion as anybody. Yes. That's, and I, that's important to me that, um, you know, I, I think, and I also think that like taking LeVar Ball with a grain of salt is very important because it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. Like here, I got this in my pocket right now. You see this? You recognize that? It looks like Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. So when I was 10 years old, my uncle, who I'm down in Arizona right now to visit, took me to a Harlem Globetrotters game. And uh, I'd never seen anything like it. It was just, you know, it, it was it was anything you could ever hope for. It's yeah. Pure energy. It was amazing. They were they were there. Yeah, they're there for you. Have you ever seen them? Like yeah, live? yeah. Yes. I, I remember I went I would go see them whenever they came to Memphis. I would I and I remember going to NBA games as a kid. I'd be like, man, I hope this is good. I hope it works out in my favor. The Harlem Globetrotters, like the outcome's decided. It's more like WWE, right? But like the whole purpose, their entire purpose, their entire focus is making sure that you have a good time. And and I always I always really like look back on that as a really cherished memory. And then I remembered when I started covering sports um, professionally back in 2012, I found this patch and I taped it to my computer. There's two things taped to my computer. There's a little post-it that says, tell the truth or someone will tell it for you. And this patch, this Harlem Globetrotters patch, just as a reminder, the whole point of this is to entertain. The whole point, right? And so understanding that, I try not to get too worked up. And, and LeVar Ball sometimes presses my buttons because I do a lot in high school sports. It means that I deal with a lot of dads. And you're you're in that place right now. You're a, you're a high school football dad. There's people talking about your kid there's a you have to protect your kid from certain things. You have to introduce them to certain things. You have to push them. You have to hold them back. You have to make sure they're surrounded by people who have their best interests in mind. And then you also have to make sure that they have the ability to um, take on adversity themselves. You have to make sure that they they measure up to the because if, if they're really good, there's they're, it's going to open up them to an entire world of Lavar balls, an entire world of them, you know, of people. <laughs> People, not just people in barbershops now, the highest paid people in sports media are LeVar Balls, right? Like that's what they are. And so um, I, I, I do also bristle at some of the criticism of, of, of LeVar. Some of it feels, maybe I'm wrong on this, some of it feels race-based. Yes, yes. Because there's a lot of people, I just don't, I think you live, sometimes you live in a community where you don't know a LeVar Ball. Yeah, and pe- and people and, don't, and and there's a certain faction of people who is is I'm I'm not gonna say they're racist because I because I don't think think they necessarily are. I think that they are that they just haven't been exposed to a, or feel uncomfortable around a kind of boisterous, loud black man like like Lavar. It's it's intimidating to them, or it's like whoa whoa, it's like a a culture shock. It's it's all. It's almost like 
if you would normally go to a, you know, there's difference between like uh, different types of churches. If you went yeah. to a yeah. Catholic church in, you know, in, in Iowa, and then you went to a Baptist church in Mississippi, you're in for two totally different God experiences. Like, like what? people yeah, would absolutely. I mean, and, and if you took a black person and took, took them up there, be like, what is going on in here? I don't understand. I feel uncomfortable because I, because it's too quiet. It's not as, you know, like there's not as much going, goings on. Like what the hell is going on here? And then vice, vice versa. They're like, Whoa, this is a lot. <laughs> this yeah. is a lot. If you if you've never it's it's weird because there's some people who've never seen anything like Lavar Ball and there's somebody there like there's genuinely some people and sometimes I feel like I'm one of them I'd be like well Lavar is like I've been in places where there's ten Lavar balls and they're yep. all shouting over each other I I had people over when I was 19 years old to my condo to watch Mike Tyson fight Lennox Lewis and it was and I was the only non Lavar Ball there like. If I and you know what is funny? There are white LeVar balls too. Like it is not oh just a. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, they are so many. <laughs> <laughs> in in, co- in covering high school football, ah, uh, it, and it, it's it's and it's not always like the quarterback's dad. Like sometimes Mm-mm. it's the left tackle's dad, who 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 the who cornerback's dad, the cornerback, up. running back. Oh my god! Wide wide oh receivers. And yeah, and it's it's just like so. It, it, it's just you you can tell people who are who are kind of bristle at Lavar that they've never been around it in the club basketball scene. Like the, Lavar Ball is oftentimes a woman. Yes. Oh my God, bro! That is the most underrated thing that you've said. Lavar Ball is sometimes a woman. That that that. Sometimes it's the moms that be acting up worse than the dads. And and sometimes it's a, and and there is no ball brothers. It's a woman who has one son. Yep. <laughs> no, bro, you have never lied. <laughs> NFL Total Access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, speaking of somebody else who's boisterous and outspoken, Kanye West. Kanye and Drake had a concert last night at the Coliseum. It was streamed on Amazon Prime. Did you tune in, Ralph? I peripherally tuned in. So I was following you um, and several other people's comments about it and clicking on the clips that people were pulling. Um, I didn't watch it on Amazon. I'm staying at my parents' house. And I think that they probably would think it was weird if I took up the big screen to watch hip hop. <laughs> hey, so th- this was essentially a virtual concert for aside from the 50, 60,000 people that were actually at the Coliseum. And this brought up the idea of, of like concerts in the metaverse because, and people are like, wait, what metaverse concert? Like, why am I going to go to the concert in the meta metaverse? Well, they're actually going on already. There've been multiple artists, including Paris Hilton, like Ariana Grande, all these people. So you go in the metaverse and then you go watch a concert and participate in it while you're in the comfort of your own home. Like, and so, yeah. and because you're there, it's an immersive experience. So I get it, it's the same thing. If your body thinks you're there, then you're there. Pretty much. And, the, but you also, when you're at a live show, you don't have the, you're not always there with all your friends. Have you ever tried to get like a big group of people to all go to the same show? It never works. It never works. And then even if you are there, the, you're all seated next to each other. So like, if you want to talk to somebody three seats down, you're having to shout over people. The music's usually super loud. So like, 
experiencing something with your oh my god i'm about to say i'm about to say some nonsense please have grace for me okay <laughs> nope but go on. okay there is a stereotype about movie theaters i'm just gonna stop right there and oh oh right you're talking about that black people talk talk in movies yes yes ralph they yell at the screen at movies sometimes all right now let me skip to my point that's not the wrong way to watch a movie it's not it's a different way i think there's more than one way i think the community aspect of like of like being there with a bunch of your friends shouting out laughing and stuff like that i think that is a perfectly acceptable and 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 it has its own rule i think it's good right okay i think that you can't you can't mix those two crowds though because that's a bad experience for everybody. Right? Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So are we are we still good? Yeah. Stepped on any landmines yet? Okay. No. Okay. I think experiencing a concert like that is also really cool because that's the way that you and I consume sports. You and I get on the phone with each other. We're on Twitter. We're retweeting funny things. We're trying to put funny things out there. It's a community. Oh, so you're event. saying so it might it, actually be a better experience? Maybe not for everybody, but but for people who have gotten used to like being on Twitter while watching games, um, yeah. Why not? Why not have like so? I I don't I haven't jumped full like into the versus thing. Like there's because I'm not I'm not like. They've gone kind of deep into the culture. And then this is versus this for black people. It's by black people for black people. And I'm not going to go out there like I was in junior high wearing my FUBU jacket. Right. I'm not going to co-opt it just Why yet. Why but not? I do watch. Why not? Um, I do watch and I do. I, I, I'm not going to make it about me. I think there's enough people out there making it about themselves. But uh, so there's a few that I've watched and I really love watching what people have to say and, 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 and the commentary that comes along with it. I love that. And then last night you have this concert of two icons. Everybody's talking about it at the exact same time. And it's like, shit, man, like movie, like we do this with sports. We could do this with movies. This whole like metaverse experiencing it together thing, I feel like is the future. I really do. I think, and, and I think that you, you have Oculus technology. If you could feel like you're actually there and you could see people's comments popping up and you could talk to somebody without disturbing anybody else's experience. Right. So like you yeah. could be in the front row at the movie theater, throwing popcorn at the screen, laughing at the horror film when somebody runs upstairs and not ruin somebody else who paid their ticket, who just wants the immersive experience and the quiet and to be away from their family and the noise and everything like that you can actually isolate your experience within the metaverse to have a really good time i think it's awesome i really do i feel like i i danced too close to some lines on on this though i, I, I i'm still talking and i want you to talk instead <laughs> <laughs> no man so I'm, I'm i'm in on these concerts now like I'm, I'm in on it, and the immersive experience of being able to tweet and like be there at the same time, especially if you can actually be there, be there. So I will be attending metaverse concerts with the with the whole goggles, everything on, because if you feel like you're there, you're actually there, and then I can pop out and be like, sending tweets, or maybe I can send my tweets in the metaverse while I'm there. 
that's what I'm saying. Have them pop up like in the periphery on yes. the goggles and everything like that. Like the trending ones and see your own and see your friends. Like if you have a list of people who you want to hear from during it. Yeah. Um, so you could be distant and together at the same time. What is your dream concert? If you So now that this is a possibility, what would your dream concert be? Jay-Z. For sure. Jay-Z. Eminem, Beyonce, or or is that too many headliners at once? And like, um, and who just came out with a new and and Adele and Adele? I don't know how you mix all of them, but give but give it to me. Okay. I would mine would either be mine would either be a nineties R and B or mm. a nineties alt rock. So like Black Street and or baby, or, baby, or, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry, that's Casey or and like, Jojo. <laughs> or like the the era where it was like Wallflowers, Counting Crows, Third Eye Blind, where everyone just gets up and plays like their four hit songs. Who? Sugar Ray. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we doing now? Who do you not know about now? No, hold up. Name, Which, say all those names again. Wallflowers? Never heard of them. Okay. You would, you're, since you're a country fan and they're like borderline folk country, you would dig the shit out of Wallflowers. I've probably heard Bob, one of their songs and may, maybe don't know it's them. You definitely have. It's Bob Dylan's son. Okay. Bob Dylan's son's alt rock band. You, You'd be into it because you're you're the kind of guy who likes like Darius Rucker's new shit. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 along those lines. Uh, Counting Crows, Adam Dirt, like Mr. Jones and me, that whole thing. Uh, I don't know that, but I've heard the name Counting Crows. Okay. Okay. Uh, Third Eye Blind. I've heard that do, name. Do, 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 do. Oh wait, no, no, yeah. no. That you sound like you were doing umbap. Bop, bop, no, and no, no, it's not them. No, 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 no. Oh, man. All right. So it looks like this show that this first time, long time movie show is going to have to have some music in it, too. <laughs> We're going to have to have album listening parties. <laughs> you just got these gaps in the 90s. Dude, who, who, was that, the 90s. who was that other group that you said? Oh... Dude, I don't know. I, I I have to go back. I, there's just so many alt, alternative bands. Oh, from do the 90s. you? Okay, all right. Who was the person? So this isn't a '90s person. I think he probably came out in the late 90s. But I first heard about him when I was at Oregon because they played his song on one of our highlight films the night before they came. And I just saw the news today. Creed. It seems my Creed. life. I like Creed. Yeah. It's going to change. They're, so uh, that's Scott Staff, the lead singer of Creed. They're playing at halftime of the Arizona Bowl. Oh, oh, I'm watching the watch? Arizona Bowl then. I'm watching the Arizona Bowl. As long as they play with the eyes wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then, but that's part of it. So like being able to watch that together and stream and everything. I, I think that's the future. Going to concerts is cool, but it's like, the babysitter aspect, the not being able to hear the next day. But like, I still love going to concerts, but it's, it's an individual experience. Yeah. It's you and the noise. 
Yep. All right. Um, now on to the next thing. Your boy Nick Saban has a brand new contract. He got that guap. So he was already the highest paid uh, coach in college football, but then a couple of uh, contracts pushed him to the uh, second or third spot in line. And Alabama was like, no, no, we cannot have that. We will have the highest paid coach. That's how we roll. So they announced an extension with him that would add three years to the contract, keeping him in Tuscaloosa through February 2029. So he already had a contract through 2026, but it, but now we need an extension. Uh, his base salary is a modest $275,000, a modest two seventy-five. dollars But his talent fee is where it's expensive. for this last football season. And um, it's going to go up $400,000 a year. And it'll reach 11.225 in the final year of the extension. And uh, 11.5 for 28.29. And he also gets an $800,000 completion benefit each year through 2025. Ralph, they okay. they had to give him a contract extension, right? Agree, agree. And I don't, I don't necessarily. The market weirds me out. I, I don't. Uh, I was, I was being facetious. It's, I was being facetious. It's like, does, no, I think they did. I think they did. I think, I, I think that, I think the standard should always be. I think the standard bearer should always be, um, the the one that produces the most excellence. I think, I think. Um, I think it should be treated like a meritocracy. I don't know if the market is accurate. I don't know if the value is is accurate, but the value is what it is, right? It's whatever anybody's willing to pay, which is why a completely booster-funded contract for Mel Tucker has sort of caused this giant run of massive contracts, even though it's not necessarily the market dictating it. Those are Michigan State boosters that are dictating the national market. Um, but if you can find a way to fund it, I'm not. I'm not going to be mad. See, I'm fine with Nick that- Saban being the highest paid player. I mean, coach, no problem. He's got the most championships, and it's guaranteed success, right? Guaranteed success in his worst year at Alabama. He lost three games aside aside from his first year there when he didn't have anything going. We're, we're talking about three games, like on like you can pencil him in for ten and two in the regular season. Pencil him. I'm sorry. You can write it in pen in the regular season. Ten and ten and two. Worst case scenario. True. So, I don't mind him being the highest paid. It's these damn buyouts for these coaches that move around that make no sense to me. Because the buyouts aren't buyouts. The buyouts are part of the contract, and they're not prohibitive. Like there's nothing prohibitive about them. Yeah, you're right. And it's gross, but it's a back-end signing bonus, which I think de-incentivizes performance, but that's another thing. You know, coaches just being completely happy to, to, to if they're done with a situation, to, to burn bridges on the way out so they get 9 to $12 million. I hate that, and I really hate Brian Kelly's one. But um, back in – I, I want to I run something by you. Because back in 2016, I was looking at the history of coaching salaries. The first one to make seven figures was Steve Spurrier, and it was like 96, 97 when he broke a million dollars. And by by 2016, 17, Saban was the first one to hit eight figures. So using that, the 20 years between 1996, 97 to 2016, 2017, what I said was we are on a trajectory 
to have the first head coach make $50 million a year by the year 2036. That was, I said that five years ago. Do you think that's where we're headed? $50 million coaches by 2036. That's in 15 years? No way. <laughs> no way. I think because we'll be at the 20 million mark. You think we'll be at the 20 million mark? Yes. 20 mil a season for the highest paid coach in 2036. So, okay. You don't think we're going to see big. So this, this is my thing. We're about to have new TV contracts come in. In So in 20 years, it increased 10x for the highest paid, but it was the amount of people that were over seven figures by like 2007 that was like, okay, now we have coordinators making making that. I feel I feel like it could be possible. And one of the reasons why is like, man, no, well, nobody makes that kind of money in sports, right? You know who does make 50 million a year? Roger Goodell. Yep. Yeah, but that's a a, what a 20 billion i mean like a, yeah almost a 20 billion dollar business per per year so that makes sense but as cord as cord cutting increases and the only thing that keeps anybody hooked into any type of cable whatsoever is live sports it, it just makes me wonder it makes me wonder what amount of money people will pay to be able to televise alabama Mm. And that combined with boosters, we know how much they're willing to pay for it. The SEC just got a brand new contract with the ESPN. So, uh, so you know that that's going to be big cash. So I don't mind him getting a big contract, but like these coaches contracts in general, like, like the re-upping Nick Saban makes sense, but the re-upping of, you know, every guy just just because somebody oh, else called his phone they, number yeah i hate that and then also the idea that you have to make sure everybody has a fifth year for recruiting purposes no no what i need no all you need is three all you need is three well i don't i see i still see people committing with the transfer portal with the transfer portal it doesn't matter because people Beca- because what matters anyway correct what difference stop, stop does it matter contract I'm comfortable with Scott Frost's contract. He got one year. What one dude, year, dude they're it. they're all one year anyway. I mean, if you think about it, they're all really right. one year contracts. Because you don't know if the dude's gonna be there next year regardless. Like you have no if idea. You had, if you had a fan base that was booing your quarterback and making your life hell and message board posters. And, and people people putting signs in your lawn and stuff like that. And all you had to do, all you had to do to get $12 million to not show up to that stress is have a couple of bad days at the office. What would you mm. do? I feel like people, it's, I feel like people are de-incentivized. I really do. To, I, think, I think that performance bonuses are great. I think anything that incentivizes people to excel is good, but I think the buyouts create i don't know i think they create a situation in which you you almost want that golden parachute because then if you didn't screw up too bad you're gonna have somebody else that's gonna lock you into a five-year deal right after that yeah no no you are 100 percent right and it's getting out of control 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, Speaking of out of control, listen, the coverage on Twitter of the Juicy Sommelier trial, Jussie Smollett, Smollett, his trial has been absolute comedy. This dude talking about he he the the things he did with his quote unquote attackers, bro. Like like, and I remember when and I think we were doing this already, Ralph. When when he first did it. And when, when he was first attacked, I did not tweet anything about it. I was one of the few black folks that was like, eh, let me wait. Let me wait. 
I'm not rushing to his defense. Let me wait. You it didn't, didn't. It sounded. You didn't even fishy. fire off like a. You didn't even fire off like a. If this is true, this is bad no. Tweet. Nope. Nope. Nothing. Are you sure? Because you know I can find it. Go 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 ahead. Find anything. Right. Find anything George Reister has said about uh, Jesse Smollett. Okay. I will find your first Jesse Smollett tweet while you make your point here. Okay. Is that I made sure initially I was not commenting on this dude in terms of, you know, like rushing to his defense. And then immediately I was like, something's fishy. This don't sound right. I'm like, why would they attack you? Like, first of all, it's a fucking, it it was the cyclone bomb in Chicago. And this dude talking about he was walking down the street randomly and was attacked and, and, and yeah, all the details you're like, wait, what, what? And they didn't really hurt you like that. I don't really know about. And yeah. So did you find the tweets? The first time that you ever mentioned or had a mention of, Je- of Jesse Smollett wasn't actually you. It was somebody tweeting you asking why you hadn't said anything about Jesse Smollett yet. So there you go. You're proven. Thank proven you. Proven right. And your, boy, wh- your boy Joey. <laughs> Nothing from George Reister about Jesse Smollett, huh? <laughs> and and then and then what do I say? Av- what what do I say after that about Jesse Smollett? Five days later, you did a periscope on fake crimes mentioning him i didn't i didn't watch it or anything and then you did put together a video saying uh jesse smollett is a liar and a fraud but this is nothing new the maga crowd has just never been victims of it now they care so you're basically saying like hey we have people lying on us for a really long time welcome to the club (laughs) welcome to the club buddy all right um oh so what a point that is holy shit (laughs) (laughs) So he has, so he's found guilty on five counts of felony disturbing the peace, essentially, right? Yes. So how long could he go to jail? My guess is, help me if I'm wrong here, but like they don't stack sentences very much anymore. They can. Most there, there is the ability. Can. Yeah, but they usually run concurrently. Point, it's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah. yeah they usually run concurrent. Yeah, instead of consecutively. Okay, so we're looking at a max of three years in prison. Prison. So is he being canceled or is he receiving consequences? Ooh. Because uh, on so one, I saw an article from. Yeah. I saw an article from Fox News today saying that he that he's canceled by Hollywood and then the consequences are the consequences. I don't know if he's canceled by Hollywood because like uh, Mel Gibson's making a movie. I think I, there's maybe a road back for him eventually. I don't want to say what I'm thinking. <clears throat> no, no, no. But 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 actually, I am. You can't you can't back out on this when I talk about black people in movie theaters. On <laughs> All right, dude. Show. He's going to be to done because he's black, dude. If Mel, Mel Mel Gibson is working again, because Mel Gibson's white, his complexion is his protection sometimes, and like they'll give you a second chance, but you can't do this, Jesse. 
there there's not going to be a studio with with any executive that is going to be like, yes, let's green like that Jesse movie. <laughs> I mean, he's he's going to have to be it's going to be 15 years from now before he can very you would need very specific people to step up on his behalf. So unless you and have nobody's like, going to do it, you don't think you got an Ava DuVernay or a or or a Tyler Perry or it's going to have to be where, t- plenty of time is going to have to pass. This is this is a ten year this is a ten year timeout because here's the uh, thing is is that he's receiving consequences for his actions, right? But the part about him receiving consequences it feels right because he made something up and he lied but the problem that it doesn't feel right is is the like when when uh these men have been exonerated re- recently for these fake rapes or fake uh you know c- crimes fake murders where they pinned them on somebody else and then the witnesses who lied get they get nothing so like it, it feels it doesn't feel right when he's receiving consequences, rightly so, right? But then you mm-hmm. look at the other times where people aren't, don't receive consequences, and then it it makes it feel th- that what the way things should be happened uh, should happen in all times where people lie like lie like this. It makes it feel frivolous. I hate to say this, but there actually is a way he can get back on TV and movies. How is that? Make his own? Convert. Huh? Convert. Apologize and join. Red hat and all. Oh my God. So you think that if he goes full, and clearly he did this to increase his profile and all of this stuff. So would he be willing to go full? Uh, what's that? What's that dude's name? Donald Trump is that? What's the what's the black dude? Terrence, uh, that dude. Oh, Terrence. Yeah, uh, Terrence. It's not Ferguson. That feels like a basketball player. Well, he, yeah. Though. If if he goes full his route, will he be forgiven? I'm yeah. So I'm not talking content creator. I'm talking more like Kirk Cameron. Okay. Saved. I've, I'm, I'm prayed away the gay. I'm pro Trump. Because it doesn't matter what side of a political issue you're on. Everybody wants more people on their team. And we have a really weird cultural thing where we will tear somebody down or allow them, them to tell tear themselves down and then offer them forgiveness if they meet a certain set of criteria. You know who that is, right? He performed last night. Kanye West, the black community banned Kanye. Then he made a gospel album and Kanye's back, baby. And I'm back in on Kanye too. So if your side is, if your side is more important than your conviction, your values, then you when your convictions and your values are the most important thing to you, you tend to have a very small circle and a really small tent. But when, when it's kind of the more the merrier, and even if somebody is a fraud or a charlatan 
or whatever, so long as they help further the agenda, um, whether they're faking it or not, you're, you're more welcoming to, to them on, on your side. And I think that's part of the reason why people were so willing to believe, because I think there's, it's what frustrated the MAGA crowd is so many people were willing to believe that Trump voters were just walking around beating up black people in Chicago in a blizzard. They wanted to believe it. Right. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that there's people on that side that would want to believe that people can just get red pilled to the point of where they fully sell out for the idea of populist conservatism. So there, I think that there is a way back, but it would have to be quite a departure from, from everything that he identifies as today. And I don't think it ever happened, but I do think you would see he get work. Not maybe not the kind of work that you'd go and see, but <laughs> all right. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you 
straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, the uh, uh, Demarius Thomas, um, former, actually, we'll go to Demarius last. Uh, the, uh, the the next to last thing we have is uh, conspiracy theories. Ralph asked a question about fake conspiracy theories because there's a new thing out where people are talking about birds are not real. And I'm like, I had never heard of this. So can you explain this to me? Yeah, yeah. There's people, and I, I, I've never been able to tell if it's serious or not. But there's, there are people who, I guess, do it, like on the on the level of flat earthers. Like it's nobody I know, but apparently people think it um, that birds have been replaced with surveillance drones. That either the bird population has been severely diminished and replaced with surveillance drones or birds are just flat out not a thing they're all surveillance drones somewhere in that in in that area that it's either all birds or most birds is any everything that i've read i have never encountered a single person that that is on this but it new york times just put out an article saying that like it's the first big millennial driven conspiracy theory which i don't know i know a lot of young people okay. who got into pizza gate stuff like that okay I do not think that that conspiracy theory is crazy. I don't. I do believe it's crazy that all birds have been replaced. But do I believe that they use birds as as drones or or surveillance? Absolutely. Why? Why wouldn't you? That makes a lot of sense. It makes so much sense. I mean, it's literally the perfect way to be conspicuous. It is almost like. If you're not paying very close attention, you can drive by a tree and not realize that it's a cell phone tower. Like it's very easy to do that if you weren't if you didn't if you weren't really paying attention to the details. Now imagine a bird like just kind of flying around and then it lands. You're not going to be paying attention to that. That's actually genius. So I don't know if that's a conspiracy I don't even think that's a conspiracy theory. I think that's so plausible, right? I mean, like, why would you need to put a listening device, like, like try to, you know, like go over and, you know, plant a listening device or risk some somebody getting ca- uh, caught when you can just land a bird on a tree and then just point the eyes at it and then hear all the sound? I think that it's plausible. I don't think that it's, an actual thing because you gotten drones for you ever gotten your kid a drone for Christmas yes. and immediately like fly it into a tree and it breaks. Yeah. I feel like there would be broken robot birds everywhere. I'm saying, I don't think that there are millions of them flying around, but I'm saying like, do they use them sometimes? Probably. I, I think the idea that all the birds are drones is, is, is idiocy. Okay. All right, so you're gonna be when when Kyrie is on this in six months. <laughs> when Kyrie refuses to play the Pelicans because Pelicans are actually ocean surveillance drones. Dude, I don't know if I don't even know if we're ever gonna see that dude again. <laughs> so maybe. So I uh. Okay, so I, that being said, um, I I think it's. I think it's possible not 
not probable, you think that it would be silly of them not to already be doing this. Yes, because I've traveled around the world traveling to some military bases and we have some pretty extensive equipment already like that. It like 10, 10 years ago, stuff that actually not not quite 10, but like seven years ago, stuff I saw was like stuff was out out of the movies that didn't look like guns that shoot around corners and all of this stuff. And you then you find out that it's actually true. Yeah. So, yeah. So what is what is a something that could probably be classified as a conspiracy theory that you actually believe? Or you don't think is completely off the wall absurd or 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 too far out there for you to mm, grasp. That 5G could like cause cancer or like uh or have like, se- se- like cell phone radiation yes. and that whole thing. Yep. I think that's probably the one that I'm that that because there was that movie Thank You for Smoking where the cigarette lobbyist like turns into a at the very end he's now a cell phones don't cause brain cancer lobbyist. Yes. Yeah, I that's not it's not like unheard of. It's like a mi- miniature radiate yeah, I mean, I, I could see it's not something that I'm like sold out for, like telling people not to update their cell phones and everything. But like eventually, if that comes to pass, I'll be like, yeah, we probably should have seen that coming. Yep. yep. I don't know if there's one. I don't know if there's one in particular that I that I'm fully subscribed to. I do not believe I don't always fully believe government narratives of things. And I think that comes from that comes from I my my like mentor my my uncle that helped raise me is military intelligence and he always tells me like no it's it's almost all narrative and then you look at Native American history and that's almost all narrative and you look at like assassination of Malcolm X and stuff like that that's come out it's almost all narrative um, Pat Tillman narrative like he's a hero and then it's like actually we shot him and he's still a hero but. <laughs> you know, and it's so like it, it, it even like the Jesse Smollett thing. There's always like a, a an a, an initial thing that someone's trying to potentially spin, and I think the truth comes out over time. But as far as like believing in uh, I don't know Bigfoot or UFOs, as far as being like aliens or I, I I don't know I don't know if there's a thing that I'm like no this one's definitely I'm all sold out for. For this in particular. I do know the one that makes me the angriest. Which one is that? Flat Earth. Flat Earth makes me genuinely upset. It makes me want to fight people. Why? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I also get really triggered by, like really triggered by certain vaccine ones. Because there's actually like enough to discuss when it comes to what we put in our bodies and how we treat our bodies without, without injecting, pardon the, the word without injecting like the real crazy shit into it. Right. The like Bill Gates, mind oh, yeah. microchip. Stuff. Like there, we could be having a productive, honest conversation that moves us forward as a society, but like then the weirdos come in and we have to address them. And then you have the people who 
the weirdos actually help further what they're trying to do so they don't exclude them from the tent. So they kind of invite them in, then they get their movement hijacked. And then, so it's like this whole thing of everybody calling everyone anti-vax, even though like some people are just concerned and wait and see, and other people are genuinely either anti-vax or conspiracy theorists. But because you didn't disavow, you're all together. So now nothing's productive. Yeah, so you must be with them. Yeah, I get, I don't, I, I get, I get like physically, like I can feel my blood get hot when, when it's, because I feel like you're wasting my time. I don't like, I don't want to, I don't want my time wasted. Oh, I actually want to talk about these things. And if I have to deal with somebody saying that, like, if you sail too far, your boat will fall off the edge of the world. Like if I have to deal with that person, I, it takes, it takes all the energy away from like ever going anywhere. And also like, it makes me think, you can't, you shouldn't be trusted to drive or feed yourself. Yeah. I don't think I, because I went to a, um, there was like a black lives matter protest. And then there was like a pray for the protesters gathering. And then, you know, so I took, I took my son to show him like, Hey, this is the world. And while we were there, it got hijacked by people who wanted to let us know the earth was flat and I wanted to fight them. Because uh, that's what that's all they do is they just energy vampires for complete idiocy. Yeah. No, no. It'd be t- like if there was a huge group of people that showed up to everything that said dogs are actually boats. And they get loud enough to where you have to address the dogs or boats people. Yeah. And what I really want to do to the dogs or boats people is lock them in a warehouse somewhere where we never have to hear from them ever again. No electricity, no cell signal. But it's America and you're free to think dogs or boats. <laughs> All right. Uh, the final thing is this. Is... Oh, man. All right. Th- this one really hit me hard because Demarius Thomas, who's a former NFL player and from... I mean, from meeting him, seeing him, he was a nice guy. <clears throat> and he passed away yesterday, Well, or at least they found him. They found him in his shower. Rigor mortis had already set in. They think he had a medical event, all that stuff, right? So the first thing I thought of, uh, at, well, after I found out that part of it, I was like, damn, he didn't have anybody to check on him. Like, wife, kids, like... Like that's like that's sad stuff. And the other thing that it made me think about was how incredibly lucky and blessed I feel for my life. As imperfect as I am, just the thought that I've had guys that I, I a player that I got drafted with pass away a couple years ago, players I played against with, worked out with girl I lost my virginity to, like, all died. And I'm still here. It is very, very humbling. And I'm not 85 years old, 75, 65. Like, I can't even imagine how how bad this gets as you get older. But when people who are young in their 30s are passing away, like, it just hits me like, bro, I am fortunate to have today. That's where, yeah, no, absolutely. And you, and it, it's, it's, you never know when your card gets pulled, you just don't, 
you don't know. And that's a lesson that I learned from a very young age. And it's a lesson that we learn as a society every single day. And it's this weird thing of like, you could get completely overwhelmed if that's the only thing you think about, but you have to remind yourself. You have to remind yourself. Uh, I was thinking about it last night. I pretty down in Arizona. I got some ailing relatives. My first, uh, my first girlfriend's brother was, you know, was, was, was found dead yesterday. And he's part of the community down here that, um, that I grow up in. I had a, I had a relative that was, um, you know, got, had a, had, had a bad situation with police and didn't make it out of it. And I had another relative that's dealing with cancer. And you, you think about all those things and it can get incredibly overwhelming. Um, but the, the thing that I'm always reminded of is today was a struggle, but you gotta be thankful to be here to have that struggle. Yeah. Right. No, you, like you are that's, right. It, you gotta be, there's a, uh, what second Corinthians twelve ten like a delight in the persecutions and the weakness and, and all the inequities and everything like that, because, um, you know, that it, it points to all the places I fall short where, you know, God can take over. And so if you're a person of faith, you know, you have that. And, and if not, if you're just a person who's taking oxygen into your lungs, there's 10 times the amount of people that are in the ground already than, than are alive right now. You know, people come and go ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is your moment. And you get to choose, you get to choose what to do with it. And you never know when somebody's going to be writing your obituary or talking about all the ways they miss you or all the positive or negative ways that you affected their life. Um, not to be cliche, but there's the whole like year you were born, year you die, the dash in between. What do you do with the dash? And today, if you're listening to this or if you're not listening to this, this is, this is your opportunity to do something with the day to, yeah. to impact and, and, you know, it's just a lot. It's a, it's a lot to, it's a lot to have to consider. You want to at least consider it. You at least want to wake up every single day with, with, with some gratitude that you got to get out of bed, no matter what it is you're facing. Um, Cause there are people who don't. Yep. No, the wells, well said, Ralph, you guys, <clears throat> I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amazon. This is Reister wrong. Peace out. Catch you guys on Monday. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.